everybody. My name is Robert Woods, founder of Banneret, the recruiting company for veterans. And you're listening to the Knight's Tale podcast, where we dig into the tips, tools, and tactics required for a successful transition out of the military. Thanks for listening. So I'm really fired up because I, I think our position in life is truly divine, honestly, um, even in terms of the people we don't meet, but especially in terms of the people we do meet. Because in one way or another, we've all been put on this earth to interact with someone. And, and sometimes I think it's important for us to take a minute and listen to someone else's story, because sometimes we don't know what kind of value the next person we meet is going to bring to our lives. And Thomas Hood took time out of his day to talk to us um, in hopes to talk about his transition out of the military. And similar to the stories of some of our previous guests, Thomas Hood had a smooth transition, but it didn't come without a great deal of persistence, dedication, and really keeping his eyes on the prize. Um, in our talk today, he really revealed some great gems of knowledge in this interview, and I'm happy that he was able to join us today. Uh, everyone, here's our interview with Thomas Hood. Hey, everybody, we have a very special guest here, Thomas Hood. Uh, Thomas went to Penn State and became a U.S. Army officer. Um, and so he was an officer in the Army for about eight years and led some large teams from a military perspective. And following his separation, he worked for Uber as a military fellow, which sounds really cool. <laughs> um, and so, uh, Thomas, I'll uh, let you fill in any gaps and let us know how your transition went. Yep. Well, well thanks, Robert. I appreciate it. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, I went to Penn State. I, I Before that, you know, I, I was an Army brat, which may, mainly meant that I followed my dad around. He was also in the <laughs> Army for 20, 26 years. So I've never lived anywhere very long. Yeah. Um, very used to moving. But I uh, graduated from Penn State, uh, like you said, became an Army officer, uh, became an armor officer, which mostly meant I dealt with vehicles, mm. or vehicle formations, and uh, spent eight years in the Army. Uh, I wanted to be a commander, and I got that opportunity about two years ago, and uh, was very happy with my career. Eight, like you said, eight years, and now uh, I'm ready to move on to something to to a greater challenge. Um, as you mentioned, that that Uber job. It, it, so just to clarify, it was less of a job, more of an internship. There's a gotcha. great military program called the DoD Skill Bridge uh, program, and the Army's version of that is called the Career. Uh, CSP, uh, career, oh man, I'm blanking, but career service program, look up later. Uh, yeah. But it allows a transitioning military service member for the last few months of their uh, career or their contract to intern at a company of their choice uh, so they can gain experience and then with hope potentially have a job offer at the end of that internship. So I was able to do that for three months uh, with Uber. And, and like you mentioned, it was an incredible experience. I ended up not, I decided not to uh, uh, interview for any job positions at Uber because a few other opportunities opened themselves up to me. But uh, yeah, I, I learned a lot during that process. That's, that's awesome. So that, that's the skill bridge. Is that um, how you got linked up with Shift or was it through the career service program? So um, the it, skill bridge is the program that Shift uses in order to get us linked up with whatever company yeah. um, that we intern with. So I actually, a mentor of mine, um, introduced me to Shift. And again, okay. if you're looking for it, it's shift.org. Yep. And then through that organization, they led me through all the 
requirements and criteria that the DOD, as part of the DOD skill bridge, requires for you to be able to intern at a, at a company. So gotcha. um, shift, shift made it very easy for me to, you know, they introduced me to Uber and I interviewed with Uber and then eventually they took me on. Um, but they were the ones who uh, walked me through the process because I'm as great as the program as it is, unfortunately, it's not a, as you can imagine, not an easy process. There's a lot of checks I got to get there in place. Right. And so um, I had a question about the, the GI Bill thing. Do you guys, do they include the GI Bill um, with, with the skill bridge program or is that, is that separate? It, it's completely separate. So okay. based, yeah, based, I'm not really sure for other services, but at least for me, mm-hmm. if you've served a certain number of years, you still get the GI Bill. Uh, yeah. Completely separate from uh, this DOD skill bridge. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So can you paint a picture for us as far as like what things were like when you were getting out, what that, what, what, what did it look like for you? Yep. Um, so I, I think overall I did have a pretty smooth transition and I say that mm-hmm. having not been, <laughs> I'm still not fully employed <laughs> right now, but um, yeah. I'm working on that process as we speak. Right. Uh, I'll get to that in a second, but part of the reason it probably was smooth is, you know, I'm still, I'm still single and, uh, I was able to save up a bunch of money. So I don't have any dependents I have to worry about. Gotcha. I think it probably would be, you know, a little more stressful if, uh, if, there, if there's a, a uh, mother or father who had to worry about feeding their kids. And so, right. you know, that's part of the reason why it was really easier. But another reason it was very, um, it was somewhat of a smooth transition is my leadership um, supported me throughout the entire process. Mm-hmm. And so I think about a year, maybe a year ago, I fully committed to deciding I wanted to get out of the military and I immediately engaged my leadership about that. And, you know, they, they, uh, if you're, if you're, if you're not, if you were not bad at your job, they'll, they'll, they'll try to convince you to stay in as, I mean, they right. want the best people in the service, but right. eventually luckily my, my leadership was very supportive and, um, and gave me, I was still working, but gave me the time I needed to interview, go do some special transition programs, uh, and then also to participate in this DOD skill bridge and internship with Uber. So, uh, yeah, I would say for anyone who wants to have a smooth, smooth transition, make sure you engage your leadership early. And yeah, I was fortunate. I will not, I, I will freely admit that, uh, there are a lot of, uh, military leaders out there who will not be as supportive as mine were, but yeah. if you engage them about that early, it just makes it, it, it gives you a greater chance of success. Um, so yeah, I was able to engage him about that, and uh, like I said, participated in a bunch of uh, transition programs mm-hmm. and set a timeline for when I was going to start this internship with Uber. Right. Um, and so yeah, and then they they let me go when the time came. You know, I started in January and I finished in March. I want to. You kind of mentioned um, the importance of mentors in your life and your leadership, and I wanted to know like, was there a catalyst in that? you know, while you were transitioning, but it, it kind of sounds like it was like your leadership. Um, was it anybody else that you kind of leaned on? Um, was it like family or other veteran services organizations? Yep. I mean, I, I, if there was, if I heard about something, I was using it. Um, <laughs> I also, you know, I'm still learning about things. Uh, yeah. Great. I mean, there's a ton, just talking about transition programs from military. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of them out there. You just do a Google search with those keywords and you will find uh, every company, uh, most companies will have a, a military transition program. And there's a bunch of private organizations too, that will help you go. But uh, to your right. point, I mean, the other great catalyst was 
mentors. You know, I, mm. I probably didn't do this very well when I was younger, just, you know, a young, young officer. But as I got older, it was impressed upon me by family members and, and friends that I should, even while in the army, build a mentor network. Yeah. You never know what could happen. You get injured. Um, you know, something happens at work and you might have to find a job real quick. So I built right. you know, up to maybe four years ago, I started building those relationships and communicating with them regularly, just letting them know where I was, mm-hmm. um, uh, what I was thinking, staying in touch with old military bosses because they might get out and they might have some good advice for you. So right. like I said, a mentor is the one who, who, who introduced me to shift and that same mentor along with a bunch of others have introduced me to a ton of programs out there that they just happen to come across. And that I, you know, I think that's even more important uh, to a successful transition than communicating with your leadership is uh, having a list of people, family, friends, or uh, even strangers. There's this great program you might have heard of it called uh, Betterati uh, that links transition military in with um, already post military. Uh, I'm not sure what the term, but post military current, you know, civilians who, who were in the military and they could, they work in a varying degree of industries across the world. And, uh, you just go on veterati.com and they will link you in. These people volunteer their time to mentor transition military, uh, service members, uh, and might, you know, they'll give them advice on what to do, who to talk to, um, what certificates or, um, degrees they might, they should probably have in order to be, it, to work in whatever industry that might work in. And so stuff like that, along with family and friends, was instrumental uh, to right. me getting the opportunities I could have. Right. And that's Veterati. How do you spell Veterati? Let me see if I got this right. V-E-T-E-R-A-T-I. Veterati.com. Yeah, that's... If I had my computer, I'm going to look it up. But yeah, you, all you do is you sign up, and um, they ask you what kind of industries you're interested in. And yeah. they send me an email weekly with recommendations for mentors that I can schedule a call with Whoa. and uh, then have a conversation, you know, up to an hour. That and, is, and, that's incredible. It sounds kind of like ACP, but just a little different. It's exactly, yeah, it's exactly right. Except that they uh, focus on military because, you know, these people, they've also been former military or their former military spouses too. They let, they let them gotcha. into the network. So anyone who they a uh, husband or wife of a military member can also use this service and they have uh, volunteers there who have similar backgrounds. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm not sure how old it is. I only heard about it maybe nine months ago, but it, it, I've talked to some great people and then those people always know more people who I can right. talk to. Right. And, uh, do you have a system for um, like how you follow up with those people or things like that? Like put yeah. a red sheet or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. It's an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, and so then I Excel spreadsheet, it's their contact information, and it's the last time I talked to them. Mm-hmm. You know, then every, you know, uh, I think in general, depending upon how close I am with that person, mm-hmm. you know, every two to three months, I might send them an email or ask to have a phone call uh, just to follow up, let them know where I'm at, and then they'll typically respond with their advice on what they think I should do. Um, but yeah, Excel spreadsheet, that's that's the go-to for me. What do you think about, um, like what, what would you say to somebody who kind of feels like they have it all figured out, you know, um, in terms of, uh, yeah, I I have a good network. I mean, I'm cool with everybody. What do you, what would you say to that? Do you think that's like a bad frame of mind to have or 
you know, how do, how yeah. do you see that? I mean, I think if you're confident in your network, yeah, that that's a great, but you can never, I, I mean, having a conversation is free. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you can never have enough conversation with people. Yeah. And I, I mean, just speaking to my own, I, I probably over the last year or two have thought that I wanted to go into a certain, in, like seven or eight different industries, mm. cybersecurity, IT, consultancy, um, tech world, uh, startup. You know, I thought I wanted to do, do it all. And through talking with these mentors mm-hmm. and then participating in different programs, I was able to uh, determine, you know, I was not interested in that industry. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, to, to your point, I think you can never talk to enough people and someone will always be able to offer a, a different perspective. Right. And yeah, sorry about that. Oh, no problem at all. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would mm-hmm. Please talk to as many people as possible, and then, um, um, and then, oh, and, and for me, like, I'll tell you, so one, one, one story behind that is I've never thought of being a lawyer. I, I've had no, I have no friends <laughs> or family who are lawyers or, or work in the legal mm-hmm. profession. But out of the blue, someone popped up on my Veterati email feed who is a lawyer and was former yeah. military, and so I thought, well, this is someone who's from a completely different walk of life than me. I'll give them a call or I'll ask to have a call with them and just see what their thoughts are on uh, wh- what I'm going through. And that was probably one of the better uh, conversations I had. I, you know, I'm still not sure I want to be a lawyer. There's a lot of work and a lot of schooling that goes into that, yeah. but um, it was very beneficial. So I, I, yeah, I encourage people to keep expanding the network and um, hmm. you never know when someone will say, Hey, I know so-and-so and he has military experience of such and right. just, opportunity just opened up. So let me give him a call and see if he's interested. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, so what'd you um, end up na- narrowing it down to? You said legal and what, what are some other uh, career fields you, you're thinking yeah. about? Well, yeah, this month, we'll, we'll see what happens next month. But <laughs> this month I am on. So right now I'm currently in the middle of interviews with um, a certain consultant firms. Gotcha. Um, with, uh, and that's what I think I want to do mostly because uh, it, it, management consultant to be specific, but mostly because yeah. that they, they provide a, um, you, you potentially you have the potential to work in a bunch of different industries as a consultant or work with people who work in those industries. And so I figured if I want to find out what I want to do with the rest of my life, that'd be a great way to experience a bunch of different industries and people and companies. Um, if I work in a consultant, a consultant firm. So I'm in the middle right. of the interview right. with them. Um, the other, you bring up another piece of advice I'd like to give is make sure you start, if you think you're going to get out, start interviewing and talking with mentors and companies as far out as possible. Because mm. um, for me, what I didn't realize when I started talking with these, these companies is that they have rotating um, recruitment. Um, I might not be using the right term, but recruitment okay. uh, period or interview yeah. period. So, and they're month long. So I, you know, I, I interviewed with a few of these places before I got out of the army, kind of hoping I was going to be able to start in two months. And, you know, it looks like more now it's probably going to be four or five, maybe even six months before. If, if I get through these interviews and, and mm-hmm. accept it, get, get even start. So there, it's never too early to start um, communicating with certain companies. Yeah. And I've, Right. Yeah. Cause I've, I've noticed, um, some companies, I mean, of course the big, bigger ones have really large, um, or I would say robust, um, 
talent pool or talent acquisition strategies. Like, um, yeah. I know Deloitte has their, um, they have like a veteran program. Um, it's kind of a, have you, have you experienced that yet? Like the Deloitte? Um, I have. Yeah. Deloitte's one of the, um, a lot of the consultant firms are very military friendly. Deloitte, gotcha. at least from my viewpoint, they advertise their, uh, how friendly they are to uh, transition military and former military service members as potential future Deloitte employees uh, much more heavily. Uh, maybe, maybe this is what the point you're getting to, but Deloitte has an awesome program. Again, another military transition program called core. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I That's participated in that um, yeah. about nine months ago. So, and that was also awesome. Um, but yes, the Deloitte, I have a lot of the companies have very robust, you know, you're going through four five, six interviews. Um, and they take some time and they also have, I mean, I think if anyone's interested in a, in a company, go on that site or go on Google, type in that company's name and then type in veteran or type in, you know, veteran transition program. And you'll see that they'll have their own website. They'll have their own site that's specifically geared towards uh, veterans. Right. And so when you were going through core, did you meet uh, Michael Bernard? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm sure he doesn't remember me among everyone else, but yeah, I did. I mean, he was great. Yeah, he really was. I mean, gee, the way he led those classes, it was just kind of, it was incredible. It, it was. I mean, the military, I'm sure you know, has their own transition program, at least for the Army, it's called Soldier for Life. And that's, yeah. that's, that's good, but it's the Lloyd program and a lot of other programs uh, take, it, take it up a notch. And, uh, you know, they, they were the ones that probably impressed upon me that ne- you're going to find your next job more than likely through who you know not necessarily by submitting your application or resume uh, through the website. Um, and that, again, is how I've gotten a lot of these interviews, just by someone, someone I know who knows someone, I give them a call, and they uh, are able to get me an interview. They won't be able to get me a job, but they're able to get me an interview at a company that I want to have an interview or potentially work at. Um, but right. yeah, it, that was a great program. I, it, they, if anyone's curious, they only do it twice a year. And um, there's, yeah. there's a bit of an application, but if you're transitioning, I highly recommend looking up the Deloitte Core program. Right, and that was it was right in Dallas. I mean, beautiful campus. It was like a dream. <laughs> I was like, how? <laughs> I was like, this is unreal. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you stay at a hotel and get free meals. Right. Um, I mean, it's only for a week. At least when I went through, it was for a week. Yeah. But just a. I did not know companies built these places. Uh, you know, they call it their, their Deloitte University or their campus. Right? Right. I know they built these places. You know, they're not making money off it. It's, it's solely, or making direct money off it, solely to educate uh, other people, to educate their contractors, and to host, volu- you know, volunteer uh, events like the one I participated in. But yeah, man, that was beautiful. Right. I was like, man, this is in, this is insane. Like, how do people live like this? <laughs> um, <laughs> this is what I want. So how do I, how do I get here? <laughs> exactly. Um, so like when, when you were, when you were working uh, at Uber, uh, what are, what do you think are some key takeaways from, from one, from that experience and two, um, how do you think your skills from the military transitioned into or transferred into your job at Uber? Well, uh, yeah, I will say that at least uh, for me, it was a a bit of a difference. Uh, Maybe someone who works in IT 
in in the military service maybe would have been a little more comfortable. But the the, the key takeaway for me is that I was a little uncomfortable doing this Uber internship, and that was by design. Um, yeah. You know, the military kind of gives you a, a task, a job to do, and your resources and the time limit, and they tell you to execute. Yeah. Where here, at least at my position, my internship with Uber, it was a lot of okay, so. Uh, learn all you can about this this service or organization, and now figure out how we can improve upon it or make a recommendation for a program uh, to improve yourself. So that that was a bit of a mental uh, shift in my thought process. Right. Um, it, being out in the military, and this, you know, everyone says this, but once once you get out, it requires a lot more self discipline. You need to you know continue working out in the military. At least you know, for me, I was told I was going to work out five five days a week from 6.30 to 7.30 or 6.30 to 7.45 every day. Right. And that's what I've been doing for the past eight years. And now all of a sudden I had that gap uh, in my mornings, but I still need to work out if I don't want to you know, become uh, unhealthy. And so yeah. same thing with working with a private company like Uber. It requires a lot of self-discipline. It requires uh, you to want to seek out opportunities uh, for you to display your strengths. And that's probably where... Uh, a lot of military service members will have a little bit of a leg up because I think we were taught initiative. If you see a problem, go fix that, find, find a solution, go fix that problem. Right. And uh, big companies uh, like Uber and others uh, value that. Um, they also, you, you're, you could potentially have to brief some very uh, high ranking people or talk um, to some people who, frankly, are smarter than at least we're smarter than I was. And so you need to become, be able to get, gather a lot of information very quickly, internalize it and uh, be able to coherently give it to other people, um, give it back to other people so that uh, they can successfully do their jobs. And I think we also do that, you know, in the military, a lot of people are required to very quickly process information and then give it up to, or uh, give it to other people very quickly. Right, um, but uh, you know, a bit of a change was it's a, it's a tech company, it, and they use a lot of different uh, terminology that I just was not familiar with, and I had to learn. <laughs> and on the other right. point, I you know I, I continued to use military terminology for a lot of things, and they became very confused. <laughs> I can't remember the number. <laughs> it's just, can't remember the number of times that I respond "hua" to when someone asks me to do something. It's just <laughs> been ingrained in my psyche. Uh, right. and, and so you have to be very, I was constant, there are other people who are also doing these internships with me at Uber. So I was consistently messaging them saying, Hey, <laughs> do civilians use this term or do they know what this means? If I put it in an email. Um, right. So it, 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 it was a very uncomfortable experience, but that, I, I mean that in no way that it was negative. I wanted, I, it, it was a great way for me to experience civilian life in a civilian private company while still getting paid by the military. Um, and if I had wanted to, I could have interviewed for some roles there. Uh, like I said, I just had some other stuff, some other opportunities open themselves to me that I want to take advantage of instead. Right. That's, that's awesome, man. So, so do you think you're going to move out to San Francisco or are you uh, going to keep it local in, in the South? Yeah, like I said, I've been moving my entire life. Uh, yeah. people always ask me that in these interviews I'm doing, it's like, Hey, where do you want to live? And I've been told I shouldn't give this answer, but frankly, I, I know, I, I, frankly, I don't care where I live. I, I'll go where the opportunity uh, fits me. And that won't yeah. be the answer for everybody. 
but I, my family is spread throughout the continental U.S. Yeah. And so uh, I don't really have, I don't have a hometown to return to. Um, but mm. uh, that's awesome. Uh, San Francisco was great. I, lo- I love San Francisco, lived downtown for a little bit. And that's a great walking city. So I wouldn't mind going back there. Um, but frankly, I, my last duty station was Hawaii. And everyone says, oh, you're so lucky. Hawaii's <laughs> great. Hawaii was great. Yeah. But it's a thousand dollar round trip plane ticket whenever I wanted to go home to see family. And right. after three years, I kind of got a little, uh, uh, I got a little constricted because I like to travel and it was very hard to travel, at least for me. You know, a lot of people love it, but my perspective is Hawaii became a little constrictive. So I will, I will go anywhere that's not an island. And that's particularly my answer to these interviews. <laughs> but that, that sounds, that sounds awesome. Um, sounds like you have a lot of, I mean, you have a lot of opportunities. It seems like, I mean, the world is your oyster at this point, right? Like you can pretty much do, yeah. do whatever you want to do, but you've kind of, in, you've kind of created that life for yourself. It seems like you've you've designed it so that um, you do have that mobility, um, and I think that's just that's like I don't know. It's just really cool. I mean, really, really cool. Yeah, you. I will tell people you do have to work at it. I, so I'm certainly on a break now. You know, I'm visiting family uh, compared to when I was working full time for the army. However, I'm not. I'm not just sitting around. Uh, eating Cheerios and watching TV. I, <laughs> you have to, you have to work to, to get your next job. So that means, you know, creating resumes and each company, you probably want to tweak your resume a little differently, uh, creating cover letters to when you apply to these companies, because a lot of these companies, while they might have military transition programs, might not be clear on how your military skills um, equate to success in their companies. And so right. if you create a cover letter, you can kind of explain that a little bit for each company and, and whatever they're looking for. Um, so the point of getting that, it requires work. You have to work to find a job. Uh, it means setting up calls for, uh, with mentors, um, doing research, um, creating these documents, you know, um, contacting people on LinkedIn, having that stuff set up. So I, I, have, uh, I, I do have a lot of opportunities. I will say over the last year, I've had to work at it, and I've also been very fortunate with my leadership and my family and friends who have uh, uh, backed me up. Right. Uh, I, I am looking forward to that next challenge. And, and uh, it, one other point I'll bring up is that maybe a year ago, I thought I, you know, I'm not sure if this is a, if you have the same uh, viewpoint, but I feel like the gener- yeah. the generation before us or maybe generate two generations before us older than us, they, they found when they, when they found a company, even if they're coming out of the military, they typically work at that company for the rest of their life. Yeah. And that is just not the case nowadays it, it is understood by employees and employers that typically this isn't always the case but typically you will jump around and that is very fortunate for someone coming to the military who doesn't know what their calling is yet uh, yeah. because you get to go try something and then two two to five years later you don't like it go try something else um, exactly probably quite a lot of work for employers but yeah don't expect unless you know what you want to do and i've mm-hmm. met a lot of people who are like that i don't know what i want to do with my life yet but, um, yeah. so I'm going to go try uh, a bunch of stuff and uh, hopefully find something that I, I really enjoy. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I think well, the main goal of this podcast like in general is so that people understand that there are so many opportunities out there. Like, you know, if you want to yeah. work in finance, you can work in finance. If you want to work in tech, you can work in tech. But I think that the difference between, just like you said, um, the generations before us and now is that technology has created a 
totally different um, trajectory for all of us. We can learn skills that weren't even applicable to, you know, 20, 30 years ago um, professionally. Exactly. And I feel like that's the reason why we we want mobility. We want to actually be happy um, with the job that we're working for. And um, I'm just really glad you, you shed that light on it. Um, yeah, and, uh, you hit it on the nose. And, um, it, and if anything, our military, past military service uh, gives us a leg up because it's a common set of skills. You know, it's, it's uh, selfless yeah. service. It's discipline. It's, it, it's, it's all those things that you don't put on a resume, but most people know, you know, anyone who's honorably discharged from the military will have. And right. those are applicable at almost any industry or company. Uh, and while it might not be the, you know, there's a lot of tech jobs out there that require a lot of skills, but you could go work in management uh, or some other job in that same company and solely transition into the industry you want. So uh, yeah, it, if anything, our military service really helps with us being able to jump around to a few other companies. Right. And so in your experience, did you see kind of a, a, like a few different vantage points as far as what people thought their trajectory would be like when they were getting out? For example, like when I was getting out, I, I, there was, well, I, I was um, at a pilot training base. So um, my TAPS uh-huh. class had pretty, probably like 80% pilots and they were captains just like getting out. Um, and they knew that they were typically going to go to work for Delta or American Airlines or something to continue flying. Um, but then like the, most of the enlisted guys getting out, they were kind of like, ah, man, I, I don't know. Some of us were going to school. Some of us were going to, um, you know, work at our, work at their dad's, um, business or something like that. Um, did, did you yeah. see kind of a gap in between, um, what people's expectations were when they were getting out? Yeah, I did. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back right now. So I had some friends who got out before I did, uh, both enlisted and, and uh, officer, mm-hmm. that they knew very specifically what they wanted to do. They, yeah. were going to, they were going to go to law school. They were going to go to MBA and they worked for this company. Um, but I think the majority of people, including myself, they just didn't know. And, and I caution people with saying, well, I'm going to go back to school mm-hmm. um, or I'm going to go to school for the first time uh, and get a, get a degree. I, a degree is very important. Yeah. But I don't know if that is the only option um, for, for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough one. I, I couldn't, I couldn't give you a definite answer. Um, yeah. with, uh, what people favor, but yeah, that, I saw that a bunch with it too. Just, People knew that they were happy with their service, but didn't want to continue it, and but then uh, didn't really have a plan. Right. Set up. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally understand that. So, um, I you know before we jump from this call, I, I definitely wanted to ask you one last question, and that's you know if there's one or two pieces of advice you'd give anyone getting out. I mean, burning, <laughs> burning pieces of advice that you have. What do you think that would be? Well, I'd say the, the biggest piece of advice that I haven't already mentioned would be have a plan when you get out. Okay. I, even if your plan is to uh, find, to figure out what you're, you know, to, to, to get to, to um, interview for jobs. Right. Um, do, I had, as a commander, I had a lot of soldiers who 
um, were getting out. I had served, you know, four, eight or 12 years, but they, when I asked them what they're going to do, they said, I'm going to go back home for a little bit. And this isn't just exclusive to enlisted. I mean, officers, I had simple two leaders and, and fellow captains just said, and we're going to do, yeah. they didn't really know what they're going to do. But typically the answer was, I'm either going to go to school. Or I'm going to go back home. Like you said, and work, uh, in my father or my, or my uh, fellow a family member's business, which right. is not the wrong, necessarily a wrong answer, but very have plan. Don't think you're going to have more time on your hands when you are done with your service and no longer get paid. Because like yeah. I mentioned, at least for me, these interviews uh, for some of these companies take some time or um, for whatever, whatever you're going to do, even if it's a, a smaller business, they might have an opening six months from now, but they're not going to have, you're not going to be able to start for a few months. So have, have a plan in place is probably my number one. Know what you're going to do. And then don't, we, we all deserve a bit of a rest after our military service, but yeah. um, don't, don't, don't rest too much because you, you got to set yourself up for success for your future career. And that requires a lot of work. Um, so yeah, that, that would be my number one. Mm. piece of advice yeah. anything else uh, and then just yeah, probably it, it's who you know have a big network yeah uh, of mentors family because it, who you know will introduce you to opportunities they'll come across it you're only one man or one woman and you're only able to read or listen to so many you know podcasts or good right. advice but maybe a family member or a friend who might listen or happen to catch something uh, in another piece of uh, another document or another piece of media that you just don't um, see or hear right. will, will know that you're leaving and will, will direct your attention to it. So the more people, you know, the wider your field for finding uh, great opportunities, uh, you know, stuff like the DOD skill bridge. When I was told about this thing uh, that I could go intern for the last few months of my career at a company, I, I thought someone was pulling my leg. I did not believe it. It's too <laughs> true. Right. Um, but you know, I was actually, that was, you know, the second, the second time, it was the second time I was told about this program. The first time I literally said, yeah, that's not, I either said, yeah, that's cool, but it, they're not really, I, I won't be able to do it. Or, um, uh, or I thought the guy was pulling my leg and it took someone else to tell me, Hey, you should really should look into this you need to, okay, I'll look into it. And that was all because I had a great, you know, I had mentors who were, who were looking out for me. Um, so yeah, yeah. big men, so uh, big, uh, mentor network. Uh, will definitely set you up for success. Wow. Thomas, man, I, I really appreciate that word of advice. You're dropping some value bombs, man. Um, yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> and I, I, thanks for your service and thanks for everything. Thanks for being on the call. Just thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, I hope you have a really good day. Yeah, you too. Thank you for having me. And in my experience, um, I, will, I don't know if you can edit this out if it's improper, but if anyone does want to uh, reach out to me for advice, feel free to look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, again, Thomas, T H O M A S, last name Hood, H O O D. Um, and Robert, you too. If, if you guys, if you ever want, uh, want to have another future conversation about something specific or a transition program, I'm more than happy to talk. Thanks, Thomas, and I hope you have a, a good day and enjoy your family out there. Yeah, thanks, Robert. You have a good one, too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.